if, if you were mentally struggling at that point, you were going to, you were going to give up and walk. Uh, you, you know, you were, if you're locked in, you just grind it, kick those glutes into gear and power your way up and then cruise on down to the finish. Episode 640 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode. Today's quick tip, my take on the Seven Bridges Marathon. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode, just want to thank all of you for everything that you do to support the show. I mean, just the fact that you're listening to me right now is supporting the show and supporting what I'm doing and, and helping hopefully you know things continue to grow and, and things continue to move in uh, the right direction for me from a, from a business standpoint, from a professional standpoint. But uh, obviously, the more things grow there, the more things I can do for you uh, and more things I want to do for you as well. So thank you for everything that you've done to support the show, for telling others about the show, for, for tagging me in, in posts and in, on replies when people are asking what kind of podcast that, that uh, you know, they should add to their, to their list. Um, you're, you're giving me a shout out and, uh, I really, really do appreciate that. It's, uh, been kind of crazy these last couple of weeks or maybe not crazy is maybe not quite the right way of saying it, but you know, between, between being in Kansas for Prairie Fire and being in, in Chattanooga last week for the, uh, seven bridges marathon. Um, I forget sometimes how few people are still listening to podcasts because obviously you, you are, and you know, the, the way that, that we've been brought together and the interactions we've had on social media, things like that, email, whatever, um, are in most cases because of the podcast. And then I get there and I start talking to runners about podcasts and they're like, yeah, I don't really listen to podcasts. I don't know what podcasts are. It's, it's crazy. So if you can keep telling others about the show, keep spreading the word. Uh, there's a lot of, of runners out there that still don't know what podcasts are and, uh, anything you can do to help, help grow this show and help just grow podcasting in general really helps. Uh, like I said, not only helps me as a business, but helps me give, give back more and more to you. And I'm, I'm, Looking for a lot of ways to do that in 2019 and beyond. So thank you for all you do. Uh, Dizruns.com slash support if you want to continue to take the support to another level. But literally telling others about the show is one of the most important things you can do. One of the biggest things you can do to support the show. So thank you for doing that in the past. And uh, hopefully you'll continue to do that in the future. As long as I keep doing the show, right? As long as, I, as, long as you enjoy the show, maybe. Uh, hopefully you'll continue to support it. So today I want to talk a little bit about... The Seven Bridges Marathon, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, Rebecca and I took a took a little road trip up there. We had Nana and Papa come and stay with the dogs and the daughter, and uh, we got to get away for a, a little four day weekend to uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, you know, fun fact: we definitely used to live in Tennessee, not in Chattanooga proper, but we lived in Murfreesboro, which is kind of the middle of the state. Hence, the university there is Middle Tennessee State University, which is where I went to grad school. Um, so we've driven through Chattanooga several times but never had really stopped and gotten out of the car and looked around and explored Chattanooga. And I was excited to be able to do that. And I, I definitely have to say from the bit of town that I saw, pretty nice town, pretty nice town, uh, not a bad place to go and uh, maybe spend a, spend a weekend, even if it's not related to the Seven Bridges Marathon. If you're in kind of this southeastern part of the United States or looking for a place to go for a, a little long weekend or a, a little week's vacation or something like that, lots of things to do. There's the Tennessee Aquarium, which was... which looks awesome. I mean, we didn't go into it because we were busy running and I was busy working the expo and things like that, which we'll get to as we go. But, uh, there's, there's the expo, there's mountains, obviously there's trail running all over the place. There's rock city, uh, lots of things with the, with the river and the riverfront and just walking around downtown, pretty hipstery vibe, at least is what I got from the area that we were in. But, uh, definitely a place that I wouldn't mind going back to without having to run a race, uh, without having to work a race and just, just explore, just hang out. 
Uh, pretty pretty cool town, so definitely recommend it. And if you can mix in the Seven Bridges Marathon at the same time, um, all in all, I'm going to recommend it. But we'll get we'll get to that in a little bit. So let's talk about the race. As as always, when I do these race reports, these aren't exactly the, the my race report. Um, if you're curious, I PR'd, which was kind of unexpected. I talked about it in a couple of the emails I've sent out recently. Um, and if you want more questions about my particular race, you can, you can ask and I'll maybe answer them for you. But, uh, as I always say, these are, are more of just the, 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 uh, objective things, subjective things, objective things, not, not exactly, I guess they're, they're a little bit of both, uh, but my take on the race, what was good, what was bad, what could be improved, um, what was so, so what didn't speak to me, but I know it maybe speaks to others. Um, just to help you get, get an idea of if the seven bridges marathon might be something that you would like to do in the future. So, um, again, it has nothing to do with my performance, nothing to do with the weather that day. It was chilly. Um, and not just chilly because I live in Florida, but chilly because it was like 38, 39 degrees, um, which is a chilly, chilly way to stand around waiting for a race to start. But I'm not holding that against the race. Of course, the weather is what it is. If it's hot, it's hot. If it's cold, it's cold. If it's perfect in the middle, it's perfect in the middle. This one was a little chilly to start the rest of the day. Had a few, a few bouts of some wind, but, uh, overall pretty good weather. And, and this time of year, I mean, middle of October in, in Eastern Tennessee, not a bad time of year to be there. Not a bad time of year to be there for a race. So anyway, travel logistics. If you're trying to, to get into Chattanooga, if you don't live in the uh, area, both I-75 and I-24 run through town. I-75 going north and south from, from Florida up through Michigan uh, and all points in between, Ch- Tennessee and Chattanooga being one of them. Um, so if you're coming from north or south, pretty easy to get on I-75 and cruise right into town. East and west, I-24 runs runs through town. Um and I-24 is one of those east-west highways that's really more, you know, northwest to southeast type of deals. But, uh, you know, it, it comes, it, I don't know exactly where it connects on the eastern front, but I know it goes through Nashville um, and, and beyond uh, to the to the, uh, to the the west. So if you're coming east and west, you still have interstate that you can get on and take it all the way pretty much into Chattanooga. And then you, you know, just have to get off and get to your hotels, things like that. So travel logistics, not that difficult if you want to fly in. Um, I believe there's, there is a small airport in Chattanooga and I can't remember the, the airlines offhand that it works with. Um, uh, but there's a, there's a few, I mean, you know, the big name ones, uh, American, I think Delta, a couple others. Um, I always look for Southwest. I didn't see Southwest on the, uh, on the marquee. Um, but definitely you can, you can fly into Chattanooga if you want. We didn't, uh, we just, we just drove, um, but, uh, you know, that is an option. And if you want to fly to maybe a bigger airport, if you do want to fly Southwest, um, or some of the other airlines that don't go into Chattanooga, um, you're looking at about an hour and a half from Atlanta and about two hours from Nashville, assuming traffic goes well. And the traffic from Nashville to Chattanooga is going to be more likely to go well than the traffic from Atlanta to Chattanooga. So maybe, uh, Nashville might be the easiest bet. And for what it's worth, because I've made this drive a few times, um, the, the scenery from, uh, Nashville to Chattanooga is definitely better. You get to go over a couple of mountains, through a couple of mountains, things like that. Um, Atlanta, pretty boring, some rolling Hills, but uh, not a whole lot to look at. So, um, you know, if you're going to fly in, you do have some options both into Chattanooga and into some pretty big ish Atlanta being really big Nashville being big ish, uh, cities renting a car and having a pretty, pretty easy, less than two hour drive, probably each way. So, uh, that is the travel logistics. Not too bad. The, the one thing about Chattanooga that I didn't like is that everywhere you go, you have to pay for parking. And that is one of those things that just irks me to no end. The idea that I have to, to pay to park my car somewhere to then go to restaurants or 
whatever, walk around, do shops, whatever, where I'm going to spend money anyway. Um, that's just, it frustrates me when it's local. It frustrates me when it's in a big city. It frustrates me anywhere I go that I have to pay for parking to the point where I pretty much won't do it. I'll, I'll walk for miles before I'll pay for parking. Um, but be aware if you do come to Chattanooga, there is a lot of pay for parking. Um, all the parking lots pretty much downtown have to pay to be in. Um, and all roads have meters. So that was one little travel thing that you do have to be aware of, or you should be aware of at least if you're going to be in Chattanooga for, for play for a race for both. Um, make sure you bring your quarters, um, or your credit cards because they take credit cards, uh, so that you can pay for parking pretty much anywhere you go. Uh, and, and more on that a little bit, or maybe an option to get around that, uh, when we get a little closer to the end, but, uh, what about the course? What about the course for the seven bridges marathon? And as I joked, the 3.5 bridges, half marathon, it's actually the four bridges, half marathon, uh, and the two bridges, 5k, those are the three races that are going on. What is the course like? Well, um, if you remember back uh, a little while back, I should have pulled the show number right up here, but, uh, you know, bad, bad host. Uh, I had the, the race director of the show on Mr. Jay Nevins, uh, back about, uh, probably about a hundred episodes ago. Um, and he talked about the, the course and his assessment. I second it. It's mostly flat. Um, and it certainly wouldn't be considered hilly for that part of the country, but don't think that it's pancake flat. There is some climbing there. There is some, some up and some down that you're going to have to navigate. Uh, you know, most of the course tends to, to go along the river, though there's a very nice river walk through uh, through Chattanooga, and, and we spend a lot of time on the river walk. But in order to cross back and forth over these bridges, that means we got to get up from the river walk and from the river up to the bridges. And the bridges are definitely high up off the water so that boats and ships and things like that can come come in and out. So you got to get up off of the uh, the river you know, the, the level of the river or the level of the river walk at least and get up to the bridges. And, and there is one pretty big hill, uh, which Jay talked about. It's right about mile 25. So it's right at the end or almost at the end of the race. Um, but you know, don't, don't think that if you're running the other distances, you get out easy. That hill is, is also, you know, it's after all of the courses come back together. So it is, you know, it's a mile from the finish, whether you're running the marathon, whether you're running the half, whether you're running the 5k. Um, and it is brutal, but it does make things a little bit easier because after you go up this big hill, everything else is pretty much either flat or a gradual downhill from there to the finish. So that last mile, you can, you can kick it a little bit. Um, after you grind, grind up this big old hill, um, that it's a soul sucker. I mean, I knew ish that it was coming. And even then I was just like, Oh man, this is, Oh, it was bad. It was, I mean, you know, it, it wasn't a mountain. It wasn't as bad as some other Hills I've done in some other races. Uh, but it, it was, it was something that you had, if, if you were mentally struggling at that point, you were going to, you were going to give up and walk. Uh, you, you know, you were, if you're locked in, you just grind it, kick those glutes into gear and power your way up and then cruise on down to the finish. A um, couple of other course issues that uh, also were a little bit irksome, but I don't know that there's any way really to avoid it. Towards the end of the race, there were a couple of real tight kind of S serpentine type of, of turns. Uh, one of them in particular stands out to me. It was a, you know, it was the, like the, the wheelchair ramp as opposed to going down some steps. So you kind of didn't have a choice, but to go down this, you know, real tight S turn, um, which, you know, again, after you just powered up this big old hill and you're 25 miles deep into a marathon, uh, I mean, doing those, those sharp, tight turns kind of 
sucked. <laughs> it kind of sucked. Um, you know, it, not enough to, for me to complain about the course for that, but man, it was uh, just not ideal. But again, I don't know that there was a better solution um, short of changing the route. And I don't, I mean, at that point, you're, you're not going to change really the route. The route was, the route is, is fine, um, but it was just a little bit frustrating uh, or a little bit maybe demoralizing or deflating maybe is the better way of saying it. It wasn't frustrating. It was deflating to have to be, you know, you're cruising along, your feet are tired. You just want to keep going in a straight line. And all of a sudden you got to zigzag um, through these, these, uh, through this uh, handicap ramp. Um, ugh, not ideal, but it, it worked. It worked. We made it through the finish, uh, and, and finished strong. So it was okay. The only real complaint maybe that I have about the course. And, and, and I think this one's really more on me than it is on the course. I, I don't, I don't want this to come across as me really dogging the course or, or things like that. Um, there's a couple things that I am going to dog in a minute, but the, the course I don't think should be one of them. I think it was a, a case of mistaken expectations more on my part. So when I heard about the course, when I, t- when I talked to Jay about the, the, the race, uh, a while back, you know, this idea of running across seven bridges back and forth over the, the river, it kind of, was a romantic thought for me. I kind of thought about, you know, this, this, these, I don't know what I exactly had in my mind, but just like pretty bridges and, um, you know, maybe, maybe drawbridge or, you know, just something that, that was a bit kind of romantic, idyllic when it comes to bridges. And a couple of the bridges were that, uh, there was one bridge that was, uh, uh, it wasn't a drawbridge, but it was, it was kind of a, uh, uh, there's a picture of it in the show notes. Um, kind of the, the, I don't, I don't know the best way of describing it other than it just kind of felt like a, a small town uh, bridge. You know, it, it had some grates on the, on the floor, of course, so for water to go through, ice, things like that. Didn't, it wasn't an issue with tripping hazards or anything like that. It wasn't dangerous. But, you know, just kind of a, a, a nice bridge. Um, and there was a, one bridge that we ran across. It was a strict walking walking path, pedestrian only bridge. Uh, it was all wooden, really nice. A couple of the smaller bridges over some of the the smaller rivers and creeks and and overpasses and things like that were were nice bridges as well. But then a few of the bridges we ran across were really nothing more than like four lane, you know, two lanes in each direction highways, um, where they you know they blocked off a lane of traffic so we could run safely. But they were they were car bridges. They were, uh, bridges technically. Yes, but they felt more like you're just running on road that just happened to be going over water and less like what I had in my mind as a proper bridge. You know, I didn't necessarily need to have a rustic covered bridge, although that would have been great, but feeling like I was just running on interstate or highway or something like that. Yes, it's a bridge. Yes. We're running over water. Um, but it didn't, feel like it, if that makes sense. So, it, you know, it really felt more like the, the three bridges marathon with, with four overpasses that we ran across that happened to be passing over water. Um, one of them was a, was a dam though. That one was, was pretty, it was big. It was a monster. It was easily the biggest of the bridges. Uh, but it's still, I mean, it was still traffic. It was still just felt more like road. You couldn't necessarily even see, you could see far enough out that you could see that there was water, but you couldn't, you know, you couldn't like see the water underneath you or things like that. Um, for safety reasons, obviously, I'm not trying to fault that, that, you know, it wasn't like the wind was going to blow me off the bridge. I don't want a situation like that, but it just didn't feel, I guess, like I'm running on a bridge over the river, which was the perception that I had in my mind. So if you're going into the seven bridges marathon or the, the four bridges, half marathon, um, you know, you're going to get both of those races. You're going to get the two kind of romanticized ideal type of bridges, but you're also going to get a few bridges that don't necessarily in my mind, 
conjured up the image of a bridge that I was hoping for. So that was a little bit deflating. Um, was it better than just running on a, on an expansive stretch of open highway? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely was. Um, but it wasn't, it just wasn't the romantic view of a bridge like I thought it was going to be. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. Uh, you know, when you're along the, the river walk, it was all mostly concrete. So that can be an issue for some folks. So I didn't seem to have any problem. And I think the, the more experienced of a runner you are, the more you've trained on, on hard surfaces, the, the less of that difference between concrete and asphalt is a problem. Um, and, and the, the pro of being on the river walk for, for uh, some several long stretches, they had proper bathrooms uh, along the river walk as well. Because it's open for the public, obviously. There's lots of pedestrian traffic through there, bike traffic through there, things like that. Um, and, and that means there were, there were actual real bathrooms. So um, if you needed to stop, there were porta potties, of course, uh, various places. But along the river walk, there was also the opportunity to have a real, a real bathroom to go into if you needed to, which is always, always appreciated. Uh, if you have to make a pit stop on race day. So that was nice. Um, all, all in all, as it comes to the course, you know, like I said, I think the biggest issue I had was just uh, inaccurate expectations or improper expectations for what I thought I was getting myself into wasn't exactly what I got myself into uh, as far as those those the visions that I had in my head of the bridges. So, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, not enough for me to, to complain about as far as I, I would not go run this race. I would not recommend you to run the race. It, it was, it was great. And those couple of three bridges that were, that were kind of quaint and smaller and felt like what I kind of had pictured in my head, they, they were great. They really were great. Uh, and I, I certainly enjoyed running across those bridges. Uh, as it comes to pre and post race, this is where maybe I had, the biggest issues with the seven bridges marathon and not, and by maybe I mean pretty much for sure. Um, pre-race wasn't bad. It was a small expo. There were, there, you know, I was there, I set up and I think there was maybe six other vendors, booths, whatever, uh, not a whole lot going on there. Um, which of course, when there's not a whole lot going on, then people kind of pass by, which from a, a running perspective, I wouldn't have minded so much, but from, you know, trying to, to get some people, some, some ears, got a few ears, few new ears listening to the show now because of it. But, uh, you know, I didn't have as much of a chance to talk to as many people because they weren't drawn to this big expo. Um, but I guess for the size of race, about 2000 people, that's, that's somewhat to be expected. Um, packet pickup was super smooth. It was Friday night, Saturday during the day was the only expo. Friday night was just packet pickup. Saturday was expo plus packet pickup. And you could also do packet pickup Sunday morning, which is always something that I think a lot of runners appreciate. Um, a little bit more hassle for the volunteers and for the race staff to have to be there and deal with that early. But it, it makes it easier if you're coming in from out of town. You don't have to get there the day before or at least before a certain time before the expo closes because you can always get there the morning of. Or if you're driving in, if you only live a, an hour or so away, you're driving in on race day, you can get there and, and get out of the car, go get your packet and be ready to run without having to make a separate trip the day before. So set Sunday morning, race day morning, packet pickup. You know, it, it seemed to go smooth. We picked up our stuff on Friday night when we got there. So I didn't have to worry about it on Saturday when I was working the expo and we didn't have to worry about it Sunday morning, but it was there. It seemed to be going really smooth. So that, that was a plus. That was a positive. I think, although again, it kind of hurt me as, as an expo participant because, uh, people, you know, weren't, didn't have to be there during the expo, but for you as a runner, I think for a lot of people, that's, that's a, a at least a potential positive situation. So morning race, morning packet pickup was available. As for the post race, that's where I had some issues. Um, the, the, you know, it wasn't a huge race. The logistics of finishing the race weren't 
a problem. Um, you know, crossed the finish line. There was no PR bell, which was a little bit upsetting. Not because I really care that much, but I've never rung a PR bell because the, the races I've, I, you know, I kind of haven't PR'd, I think, since since PR bells kind of became a thing. So I was looking forward to, to doing a little ding a ling a ling and then there was no bell. So I, I had to do a, a fake fake ring of no bell. Um, but that, that wasn't as big of an issue as the food situation at the finish line. So, um, and maybe this is coming from my bias, but the only things that were there that were food options available at the finish line were spaghetti and like honey buns. And if you've been listening to the show long enough, you know that I don't tend to eat things like spaghetti or things like honey buns. I'm a high fat, low carb runner. Uh, it's really working well for me. I really think it's paid off. And I'll talk more about that in uh, the not too distant future. Now that I've got a few races out of my system and been on this experiment for close to a year. Um, but after a race, I am not going to eat pasta. I'm not going to eat pasta anytime. I'm not going to eat honey buns anytime. Uh, not so much because of the low carb thing, but because of, uh, I don't do well with gluten. I don't do well with, with flour and spaghetti noodles and little Debbie's that's cheap flour. I'm not going to feel well. I'm not going to be pleasant to be around. Just ask my wife. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to eat that kind of stuff. And that, that was, those were the options. Those were the options. Uh, as far as I could tell, there wasn't even any like fruit at the finish line. Maybe, maybe there was, and I didn't see it. I didn't look that hard. Um, cause Rebecca had already finished. She had done the half marathon. She was done. She was like, yeah, don't even bother. You're not going to find anything over there that, that you want to eat. Um, thankfully we had access to the VIP area, uh, as, as you know, one of the perks of the job, I guess. So got to go in there, uh, into a separate, separate room, um, where they had some fruit and cheese and as well as a whole host of other, you know, cookies and cakes and, and bagels and, and croissants and, um, you know, uh, a bunch of, of other things that I wouldn't necessarily eat, but I at least could have some fruit, some cheese, things like that to get a little something in my stomach after the race that, uh, that fits the criteria of what I'm looking to eat. Um, but I bring all this up to say that, you know, the, the food here, uh, if you were, you know, if, if you're like me, if you're, if you're low carb athlete, not so great. I like to think though, that as low carb athletes, we, we don't go into uh, a race expecting that at the end of said race, there's going to be a whole host of options for us because, well, because there doesn't usually happen to be too many options for us. However, if you're, you know, if you're legitimately, uh, you know, gluten sensitive, celiac, have a, an allergy to, to gluten or flour. Um, you know, I, I do kind of, I, I feel for you there because it's not something you're necessarily choosing to do. It's something that you have to do, uh, as far as those, those dietary restrictions. And there was nothing there. There was nothing there that, uh, that you would want to have been able to, or, or have been able to eat, uh, post race, which is, which is a little bit upsetting. So, uh, you know, definitely one area that seven bridges marathon could improve would be to have something available at the finish line for those of us that don't eat pasta or honey buns. Um, so something to think about something that hopefully they can improve upon in the future. Um, but yeah, that was, that was by far the biggest negative. They did have coffee there, which is always appreciated. Uh, and the coffee at the finish line was way better than the coffee at the, uh, in the VIP area. So kudos to that, I guess I should have gotten my coffee outside. Um, and there was also the, the free 10 minute massages, which are always appreciated. I got a little calf work done. Um, and they had that both, both in the VIP and in the, uh, the non VIP, whatever the, 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 the regular, regular P the RP area. <laughs> um, but that was, that was available free 10 minute massages for anybody. Um, and then if you wanted more than that, I would think it was a dollar uh, a minute. So not, not too bad, uh, enough to get your, get your 
legs worked on a little bit and help with that recovery right after your race. So that was nice. The, the only issue, again, the, the, uh, the food situation left a lot for me to be desired. And, you know, I, I can't imagine I'm the only one that struggled with that. Even if, even if, um, you're not as into the low fat or the, the high fat, low carb thing as I am, uh, there weren't a lot of options when it comes to post-race food. The bling on the other hand, no complaints there. Uh, the, the bling looked good. Um, the, it was, uh, the, the rhino shaped, uh, uh, metals because there's a, a rhino statue that was right down there at the start line. There's a picture of that in the show notes as well. Dizruns.com slash six forty. If you want to get the show notes to see all the pictures from the race and things of that nature. Um, I thought the metal was sharp. I thought the metal was sharp. Um, it was unique. It was not, not just a simple round thing. Like most, most metals tend to be, it was a shape of a rhinoceros, a couple of, of, uh, blue bits in it for the marathon, green bits in it for the half marathon, uh, red bits in it for the 5k. So it was, it was unique per race, but still the, the same general shape. So it, it was, it was cool. It was cool. Good, good, good bling at the seven bridges marathon. When it comes to the volunteers, clearly I, I'm not going to say anything bad about the volunteers, uh, because without them, we don't have a race and, and these volunteers were great. Um, you know, man in the cold on, on a, on a cold race day morning, man in the rain on a Saturday, right before packup pickup officially started. But during the expo, it was, it was kind of misting and raining all, all morning. And they were out there doing, doing what they needed to do to take care of the runners. And of course people handing out water and, and, and Gatorades and things like that all along, all along the course. Um, volunteers were fantastic when it comes to kind of the miscellaneous impressions of the race or miscellaneous things that don't fall under a neat category. Um, we stayed at one of the, uh, host hotels, the, uh, Staybridge suites. And it was, it was a really nice hotel. Uh, nothing to complain about there. They had free breakfast in the morning, which, um, you know, and actually it was like, it was fairly proper, decent breakfast. Um, again, for, for high fat, low carb folks. Um, it wasn't, you know, there was, there was powdered eggs and there was uh, like Canadian bacon. Those are, those are pretty much my options. Um, but there was oatmeal and there was cereal and there were bagels and toasts and, and, uh, yogurt and, and a whole host of, of fairly standard breakfast type materials. Um, coffee all day. So you could get good coffee down in the lobby, uh, pretty much at any point. Um, hot tub, pool, fitness center, you know, the whole nine yards, the fitness center was small, uh, just a couple of treadmills, a couple of ellipticals and some free weights. Um, the free weights were really nice. Uh, would have been nice to have a, a bike, but I uh, didn't have a bike, but whatever it was, it was good and it was functional. I wasn't there to work out anyway, so it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, but the only issue that I had with the, with the, the, that being one of the host hotels, there were a couple of host hotels, um, is that it, it was, it, it was a little bit of a walk to get from the hotel to the start line area, which is also where the expo was. It was about a mile each way. Um, so it's, it's, you know, something to, to consider, you know, obviously I could have driven in and parked, but then I would have had to pay for parking. So that would have been an, a, a little bit of an issue. Um, you know, it's not a bad, it's not a hard walk, but it's just, it's just a walk. And there's really no hotels that I could see at least that were much closer. There were a couple that were a little bit closer. That would have been at least a half a mile of a, of a walk, uh, maybe closer to three quarters of a mile, um, a little bit more downtown. So you had a couple of different options, but pretty much no matter where you're going to stay, you're probably going to have a little bit of a walk to get to the start line. So, so be aware of that at seven bridges. That's just, you know, with the way the course is set up and way, where the, the hotels and stuff are, uh, that's, that's going to be the situation. Um, not a big deal. And, and the other thing that may make that a little bit easier, um, and, and an option that could save you some parking fees is, uh, the, the Chattanooga bike share program, uh, at our hotel, they had the, a rack of bikes right right outside the door, um, that I, we didn't ever really, I thought we were going to ride them a bit more than we did. Uh, we didn't ride them at all, but you know, for a few bucks, you can, you can get a bike for the day. 
Um, and you can, you know, they have, they have these kiosks or whatever you want to call them, bike racks all over town. So you can, you can go to, you could take it to the start line, put your bike, you know, lock it up so it doesn't get lost, obviously, or get stolen. Uh, then you come back, you get your bike back, take it back to the hotel. Same for restaurants, same for packet pickup, um, same for just sightseeing. You want to go to the aquarium. You want to go to the, to the brewery, the distillery, the, all the different places, get on a bike, take it where you want to go, drop it at a bike rack there. Uh, and then get it on your way back out. So uh, that that option was really nice and uh, something that the next time I'm in Chattanooga, whether it's for a race or for something else, I definitely plan on taking more advantage of that bike share program. Uh, last but not least on the miscellaneous front, uh, Seven Bridges Marathon did provide free race photos, which is always a nice little touch. They, they, they got the logos in them, which is fine. I have no problem with that little logo down in the corner to keep them free. That works for me. So uh, good race photos uh, from Seven Bridges Marathon, if if there is such a thing as good race photos. Uh, I think mine were okay. You can check them out as, you know, they're part of the photo b- barrage in the show notes today, disruns.com slash 640. So overall impression, overall, the Seven Bridges Marathon was a good race. It was a good race, uh, good setup, uh, definitely not perfect, although I don't know that any race could ever be perfect. Um, but the, the food thing, irked me a bit. Um, you know, everything else I can, I can live with. I can live with a few S turns. I can live with a heel or a heel, a big hill at the end of a, at the end of a race. Um, I can live with a couple of spots where we were running kind of on the, the shoulder of the road and it was really at a, at a pretty severe angle, not a severe angle, but enough of an angle that it was awkward to, to run on for, you know, a quarter of a mile or whatever. But you know, I, I can live with all of those things because those are just logistical things that are out of control of the race. Uh, that's, that's, you know, the, the, the infrastructure that they're working with, they got to do what they got to do, but man, not having food options. If we didn't have that VIP band, uh, for, for, you know, being kind of part of the, the, you know, for, for basically for doing what I'm doing, for doing this as part of, of, of a work trip, um, boy, it would have been, it would have been frustrating to not be able to have anything to eat after the race. So, um, that would be one pretty big area that I would hope that they would, uh, that, that the folks that the Jay and the team would, uh, address for the next race. Um, just have a, a few, a few different options other than just pasta and just the honey buns and, you know, get, get something that's a little bit healthier. Maybe, um, I know it's, it's tricky and, and I know that there's costs associated with all that kind of stuff, but, uh, it was, it was kind of upsetting to not have anything to be able to eat right there. Um, even just, you know, some bananas or some oranges, some apples, something like that, some fruit, something, uh, that, uh, that, that I would have eaten had I not had the uh, ability to go inside to the VIP. So, um, but that said, all in all, still recommend this race still, uh, would definitely go run it again. Um, I don't know how much I would call it a PR course, even though I did PR, um, it certainly means it's not an impossible course to PR upon. Um, it's flat enough. There's enough Hills to, to get you to, to fire your glutes a little bit and, and power up. Um, but it's not an easy, it's not an easy course. It's not an easy PR course by any stretch. It's, it's, it's a good, fair, tough course, good challenge, great time of year to be in Tennessee. So, you know, if you're looking for something for 2019, 2020, uh, whenever you're listening to this for the, for the following fall, if you're looking for a race in Tennessee, uh, whether to, to cross a, a state off your list or just a, a cool place to go on a little trip, have a, a nice little mini vacation or a, a longer vacation, uh, I would definitely put Chattanooga on the list. And uh, while you're there, you might as well run a race, right? So I would definitely put uh, or encourage you to put Seven Bridges Marathon on your on your radar as a race that you might be interested in running. Um, and obviously, I'm going to do my best to stay in touch with with them. And and uh, you know, I'll let you know uh, when. Actually, I don't need to let you know. Registration is already open. 
for 2019 right now, uh, you know, less than a week out in 2018, the registration is already open. And I, I don't remember the numbers offhand, but I think it's like 50 bucks right now. If you register, and I think that that price is still good for about another week. So about a week after this show comes out, if you head over to seven, the number seven bridges, marathon.com, you can get registered for the 2019 race for pretty darn cheap. Pretty darn cheap, fifty bucks for the marathon. I think. Don't quote me on that price, but I think that's what it, what it was. You know, thirty-five or forty for the half, and like fifteen maybe for the five k. So if you're in that area looking for a, a race before a goal race or a backup race in case something goes wrong, um, or just a good fun race to run, I would. I, despite some of the issues, definitely still recommend Seven Bridges Marathon. So check it out, sevenbridgesmarathon.com. The number seven bridgesmarathon.com. And with that, we'll go ahead and put a bow on this thing for today. Thank you guys for listening. As always, hope you found this information uh, useful, helpful in, in planning out races into the future. Um, and hopefully we can continue to bring you these types of things. If you've got races on your calendar that you would like me to run, um, reach out to me, but better yet, reach out to the races themselves and say, hey, uh, my boy Diz, uh, you know, this is part of his job, part of what he does, podcasting, helping promote races. Um, and, and he'd love to come run your race and put me in touch with them and see if that doesn't help. Sometimes that makes it a little bit easier than me reaching out to them, you know, doing cold, cold emails and things like that. Having, having somebody who's registered to run the race or, or thinking about running the race, uh, reaching out to, to the race itself on my behalf can really be helpful. So if you're willing to do that, I'm willing to take whatever little support I can get from you from that, from that type of thing. Uh, and if there's other ways that you want to support the show, disruns.com slash support is the link to the page on the website needs to be updated, but it's the information on there is still, still solid. Um, and, and gives you a whole host of things you can do some financial, some not so much. So, you know, if you don't have room in the budget to, to throw me a few bucks on Patreon or, or whatever, you know, things from Amazon, you can get support the show. Uh, and certainly, like I said at the beginning, just sharing the show is one of the most important things you can do. Or one of the biggest things, biggest impact things you can do is letting other people find the show. So if you blog, blog about it. If you are on social media, social media about it, tag me into stuff, whatever it is, all that is appreciated. And, uh, that's where we will officially wrap this thing up for today. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for the support. Thanks for the love. Uh, thanks for the trolling. Thanks. Th just thanks for, uh, for being part of my world. I, I appreciate it. Love, love having you in it and, uh, looking forward to just continuing our relationship, uh, and social media online. And hopefully one day we can run a race together as well. But until next time, please be well, take good care. Thank you again for listening and all you to support me and, and the show. It means so much. And uh, we'll talk soon. All right, guys. See you. <laughs>